celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole fam family is here. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinnie Penn. The very funny Vinnie Penn, also animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, uh, Bobby working on news, Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage. Vinnie, by the way, causing us a lot of trouble. I mean, really, he's on the air, what, three three minutes tops every, every he gets the most email. Yeah, what he can do in three minutes is amazing. Unbelievable. Bobby, what are you working on? Uh, we're going to take a look at the EPA, and they're coming out with a new caution just in time for summer on those over-the-counter flea and tick medications. We'll keep you updated. That's coming up in the news. That's uh, scary stuff there that they're talking it's about. Very, it's very scary because it affects just about every single product over-the-counter and the ones you get from your vet. Ooh. I would hate to think that what I was putting on my cat's or dog's shoulder was poisonous. And, of course, the FDA looking into that. And we'll find out and keep you up to date right here at Animal Radio. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Yeah, this is Steve. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Doing good. What's, uh, what's on your mind today? Well, I was just listening to how that one gentleman was talking to the vet, had the boxer and bull mastiff. Yeah. And, boxer, and how they cut back... Lowered the grade of their dog's food. And, and, you know, we have a Boston and two French Bulldogs. And before we're going to, before we downgrade their food, we're going to cut something out of our life before we do that to them. Damn straight. Yeah, you go. Well, uh, no, it's just, you know, they really, they have no choice. They, they got to eat what you put in front of them. But, you know, my girlfriend and I, we do have a choice what we can eat, but... You know, we feed them, uh, uh, we buy eight pounds of chicken every week, wow. and we do eight pounds of chicken and rice, and we mix that in with their regular dry food, you know, and that's just something they've come accustomed to, and that's something we'll always feed them. Oh, that's a, that's a good way to work around some finicky animals. Right. Well, they're really not finicky. They'll eat what you put in front of them, but... Um, we know what kind of digestive system the Boston's and Frenchies have, and we're trying to work with that, you know. And we ended up switching their food over to, um, oh, shoot, it's the venison, bison, and elk. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of alternative diets like that out now. Right. And in fact, that's all we use is alternative meats and proteins like that. And it's it's good for them. And, of course, we know that because we give them the premium food now, we're not going to pay for the vet down the line, and our animal's going to live a little longer, which it might cost us a little longer. It might cost us more because our pet's going to live a longer life, uh, ultimately, in the long run. But uh, I think I, I they'll be down, healthier. They'll, they're eating uh, some good food, and I'm eating crap. <laughs> well, see, I, I drive truck over the road, so I eat out of the truck all week long. Mm-hmm. You know, I spend a hundred. I, I spend a hundred dollars for two weeks worth of food on myself, and I'd rather spend the forty dollars on their big bag of food than to say spend a hundred and twenty on myself and cut theirs back to twenty bucks. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, sounds you like you like know. your dog, Steve. We get oh, all- we, love, we love our puppy dogs. Oh, I'm They're so glad. So good. We get a lot of calls. You know, people they'll say uh, if we if we get the bottom line food, maybe if we add a supplement to it, that'll be good. But the fact well, of the matter is, if you just get the good food to begin with, you'll save money in the long run. Really, correct. But I don't want. I don't want to make you know. I don't want to make somebody feel bad that they're doing that. 
but just look see what you can cut back in your life. You know, maybe one dinner out or two dinner out, two dinners out a week, and you'll be able to put the puppy dogs back on a a, a really good high vitamin content dog food. I cut out my Maxim magazine subscription, and now I can actually feed my uh, my animals much better. All you have to do is cut out like one latte a week or so. Something like that. Yeah. Steve, thank you for your call today. Have a good one. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets. We do it every week. We thank you for joining us. Call us toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Coming up in just a few minutes, what is the best pet stain and odor remover around? You're probably wondering that with all the markets, with all the brands on the market right now. You're going to be surprised at this You're going to be surprised, yes. This is... I'm going to hold up the answer right here to the microphone. This one serves double duty. Yes, it really does. Ah, yes. Speaking of which, let's uh, do some double duty right now with Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions at 1-866-405-8405. We have Glee on the phone. Hey, Glee. Hey, how are you? Very good. How are you doing? Good. What's up? I have got a problem with my parakeets with their breeding and laying eggs. All right. I'd like to speak to Dr. Debbie if I could. This is her. I'm pushing Hal right away from the microphone. Yay! So, <laughs> uh, so, so I, let, let's hear about this. I have now the two older of my parakeets. There, this is her third clutch of eggs. Okay. The last one, she had four eggs that. I could tell they was fertile because I've seen the bloodline in them. And a couple okay. of them, when she tossed them out, I opened them up as, you know, I put them away to check on them. And they're dead embryos in there. And okay. she'll sit on them for a while and then she'll leave them be. I'm wanting to know, is there any kind of food or anything that I can do that will help them to fertilize better and to help so, her have her babies? Yeah, so I guess I want to make sure that um, when you're looking at the eggs, you're candling them. So for people who aren't familiar with that, you hold up a bright light to right. them and you're looking for... Right, well, I just for... pick into the box and I shine okay. a flashlight in. I mean, because we definitely, in order to see if there's an active embryo, um, you're generally you follow that by candling and, and right. illuminating the egg and watching for not only the embryo, but those nice little blood vessels that grow. Right. So if that is progressing naturally and we're seeing a change, now the other possibility is we could have a problem with the egg development so that the egg is not actually um, fertile or it is fertile for a period of time and then it becomes a dud, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I've so, got a couple of them. And well, two of them actually had the baby bird in it because I could see the wings and I could see the beak with her. So has she ever had um, a fertile clutch she that she's ever... Fertile age, yes. She's had but has she ever reared? Birds, but she's never had no babies. 
Never reared the babies. Okay. No. And how would she do um, as far as described me the cage? Um, is it a kind of a long, large cage? Uh, I'm assuming it's some like kind a, of like a um, small breeder cage that I have. Okay. And I've got a small uh, little wooden box for the parakeets, the okay. nesting box. Okay. She does not like to have string or anything put in it. Okay. She'll take that right out. So she just basically puts her feathers in her and she lays on the wood in the box. And the male, he constantly, he goes right there in front of the cage. I'm watching him now and he's, he'll stick his head in constantly and I don't know, and he'll chatter to her. I don't know if he knows something's wrong or... You kind of almost wonder what's going through their little birdie heads, you know. Um, you know, does he want to see his little youngins grow up? <laughs> so maybe he's kind of cheering her on. Um, and the big thing that I'd say as far as um, diet, it definitely plays a huge role. And uh, what are you currently feeding these babies? I give them, um, I generally get heart uh, bird feed. I'm on a fixed income, and then I get premium brand 8-in-1 conditioning seed. I get that okay. for them. Very picky. Yeah, it's really hard with with birds when when they are on a seed diet. Um, it's what we think they eat, and when they're raised with that, it isn't the most nutritionally sound. Um, and nowadays, actually, we've learned that nutrition for birds, they really seed diets are really high fat. It's really no, low nutrition. So for pet birds, it's actually more advantageous to have them on some uh, supplements of fresh foods, or I even going to a palliative. Even, they'll let it mold. I, yeah, and it's, a lot of it is what they're exposed to when they're early on, and that's another whole conversation as far as converting a seed bird over to a pelleted diet. But sometimes as far as like things like nutrition can play a big role when we're talking about reproduction because that's a very consuming process when we're talking about nutrients. A couple things that, you know, it sounds like your environment's pretty good. you got a nice large breeding cage. Um, you got the nesting uh, box, um, found the substrate that she likes to at least lay the eggs. Um the big thing here, I think I would try to introduce some good nutrition and also look at the environment around. A lot of birds thrive if there's other nesting birds and breeding pairs nearby, and it kind of helps stimulate them to uh, be successful with breeding. Um, for other things in the environment, I'd look to make sure there's not things that are distracting or upsetting her, um, noises, a lot of activity. You know, Maybe we need to look at that in the home environment as a potential distraction or something that's kind of getting her off the, off the nest. Um, and uh, if uh, this combination of him and hers not necessarily working out, um, you know, sometimes it just isn't going to happen. And without doing really detailed diagnostics on this little gal, um, it might just not happen for them. So um, I, I, I'm hopeful, and I'd love to see some nutritional changes, either adding in some fresh foods. Um, the- food that I could get for them, any specific brand with the nutrition or anything like well, that. Yeah, the hard thing is that when we're talking about seeds, uh, seeds are seeds, and we can spruce them up and we can add things, and there's things like NutriBerries and things like that where they they enhance them with um, uh, vitamins, but it's not necessarily going to be the same thing. Um, So 
I don't have a particular brand for you. Um, I would certainly say if we are on completely all on seed, um, I try adding in some fresh foods and see if we can kind of convince her to maybe take some things, um, greens, um, if we can add in any kind of fruits or even things like um, boiled egg. Um, some, some birds will take that kind of stuff, and that may be um, better for her all the way around. Um, so, and it won't hurt her uh, boyfriend either, so <laughs> it's good for his well, nutrition as well. the other ones either. She's in a room <laughs> with actually two other parakeets in another cage, and then I have four cockatiels, too. They're little stubborn things, and they like to chatter, <laughs> especially those little males. Yes, they, they can become quite the talkers. Well, thank you so much for your call, Glee. Uh, I hope that gives you a little bit of help there. And uh, let us know how your little babies turn out. And uh, hopefully we have another generation of little lovin's there. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. We're here for your calls at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. It's hard enough to find love, but finding someone who loves you and all your pets can be even trickier. A new Dutch website, www.dearandmens.nl, loosely translated to mean animal-human, says it's a meeting place for all animal lovers. Whether you're looking for that special someone, someone who likes snakes and spiders, or someone to take care of your chickens when you're on vacation. The site was started by Betty Bowery, inspired by her friends who were telling her how difficult it was to meet someone, especially if they had more than one pet. Members can describe themselves and their pets and then contact each other through the website. Betty started the site, but she doesn't really need it. She's already met her match, and they have 13 dogs and four cats between them. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined Every ingredient, and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Finding Your Own Home, the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step plan for first-time home buyers. Visit www.FindingYourOwnHome.com for more information. Are you tired of paying rent? The new book, Finding Your Own Home, is the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step guide for first-time home buyers with pets. Even if you're starting from scratch, Finding Your Own Home is the action plan for you. Finding Your Own Home includes 20 things you can do in the next 30 days to get started. Personal stories, 50 color photos, number crunching, online documents, and checklists. Get this book with lots of free stuff and bargains on MyPetFreebies.com. That's MyPetFreebies.com. 
This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets. We do this every weekend. If this is your first weekend, welcome. 1-866-405-8405. That's the number to check in, and that's all we really ask of you. If there's something going on with your pet, well, Dr. Debbie's here to answer your vet medical questions. If you got a behavior problem, well, not you yourself, but your dog, let's say. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. If you have a behavior problem yourself, then you want to talk to Vinnie Penn. He's coming up. <laughs> Animal communicator, Joy Turner. Uh, Susan Sims with Fido-Friendly Travel Talk. And Bobby with News. She's working on some uh, interesting news stories. Let me put it that way right now. I have a little tease there. I, actually, I'm not supposed to say anything? No, don't. Okay. No, they have to listen. Okay. That's all. Yeah, you have to listen because yes. Vlad is talking today more. And uh, yeah, well, I would, I would, I would name it like a dream team if you could. It is we a are, dream team. It is. Yeah, it's we, a, we're a family, is what it is. Exactly. We are Animal Radio family, and we are working as the team, and we love each other. We spend the time sometimes together, and our pets spend time together playing with each other. The only problem, which is pr- problem maker, is your cat. You yeah. know. Hey. You know that because you know we have a few dogs, and uh, you know some of them. But it's okay. We will get it over. But, you know, we hope you have a great time. Let's go to the phones. I know someone's waiting to talk to you. Hi, Christine. Hi, this is Christine. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. You're on with Vladia, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Good. I need Chris- the Russian dog wizard. Oh, yeah. Once we go Russian, any dog stuff awesome. <laughs> that's for sure. Christine, I love your voice. Are you from Texas? I'm actually from Wisconsin. Oh, you should know me. I love me because Wisconsin, Milwaukee loves Vladi. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm in Florida in... now, but I'm from Wisconsin originally, which is what my accent uh, is. But I'm in Florida uh, here in the blistering heat. And my question has to do with reactivity of my two dogs on the leash. Um, wow. I never yeah, heard that I, word. I, I'm not really positive this is a, a radio question, but I'm going to try. I had um, five dogs. And three of them in the last seven months have passed away from old age and various ailments. Those oh. were three girls. Um, I now face. still have, thank you, I have two boys left. I have an American Bulldog mix who's almost three, that's Buddy. And I have a chocolate lab, Bailey, who's 18 months. Separately, phenomenal on a leash. No issues so you, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said, you, said, you said three dogs. I, I heard about two. One yeah, of the, them, the Bulldog. three passed away. Three girls passed ah, away. Two left. So you have one yeah. Republican, one Democrat. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do Lap is Democrat, a Bulldog is Republican. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the problem is I'm so used to my girls who I had for years and years and years, for, you know, 14, 13, and 8 years. That was a, no, a no-brainer when I would walk them, no reactivity. Okay. These two guys came into my life, um, one seven months ago and one two months ago. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're adopted, and you don't always know the history, so you don't know what's setting them off. But I'm, I go to dog training twice a week. I walk them every single morning. I take them to the park on the weekends. The only place that they're reactive on the leash is in the streets of our own neighborhood. 
Of course, because they are territorial. Uh, your, your your situation situation is not unique, Christine. It's not. And okay. Because I already love you, so I will definitely fix this uh, and help you to to fix your problem. I've been told like six different techniques, and I don't think I'm okay. consistent enough for any of them to be working. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm hearing it all the time. Three trainers yeah. failed. Five, six, six. I mean, I am the. This is the ultimate. You know, that's it. Tell me first of all, you t- you told me just you are attending some doc training classes. Uh, what what methods are you what tools are used? Um, well, the dog training class that I attend um, initially is a lot of leash corrections just to reestablish yourself, okay. I guess. And thereafter, it becomes simply voice and hand command. Okay, uh, so no, what tools, what colors they use? Sorry, um, choke Kristen, chains, both on choke okay, chains. Not choke prong chain, collars, okay. choke chains. Okay, did you try prong collars? I did try a prong collar with Bailey, the big chocolate lab, who's 93 pounds. That seemed to make him even more reactive. You mean uh, reactive like uh, barking on the leash or what? Yeah, say um, two nice little old ladies were coming up the street facing us. He thought mm-hmm. I thought he was fine, and then he just lunged out at him, and then pulling him back with that prong collar seemed to set him off more than okay. with a regular choke chain. It, it almost like instinctually set him off or something. So I went because back to the you, choke chain. Because you're pulling him. And uh, yeah, I had to get him away from the ladies. <laughs> exactly. And you need to snap him. Yeah. So here's what, here what I would do. And after that, I will direct you to the maybe trainers who really can help you out. Great. Uh, Yes, and number one, I would like you to get the special prong collar, not the one which you can get probably easy in the stores. And it's made by Herm Springer, which is German. Uh, Herm Springer prong collar with the quick release. That one is uh, so good, they will never scratch. They really great colors. This is the only pinch collar I recommend. This is number one. Number two, you need to teach your dog first how to walk with your dog on the loose leash. Because what's happening is, Christine, you get yourself into the fight and uh, you're not prepared. You didn't do your homework. You didn't train your dog walking really well on the loose leash under any circumstances before you deal with situations. So you need to go back and go to the leash techniques. And here is what you, here is what you need to do. You need to have a good slack on the leash. Make sure keep the leash uh, with two hands, but have a good slack. Good slack, like uh, at least one and a half foot. And after that, you say to the dog, let's go. At any time you see him, he goes even one inch ahead of you. It means you, you lack, and his leg needs to be leg by leg. At one second, he goes just a little bit ahead of you. You need to sharply turn around and snap him in the opposite direction. Turn around first, snap him after, say nothing. Couple of steps in the opposite directions, and after come back and say, good boy, Uh, how was your day today? So you have to surprise him. And again, if you will pull, you will never be able to make it. You have to turn around first, snap, couple of steps in the opposite directions, and come back. The action needs to be, you have to feel, so your hands is like canine doggy mama jaw. You basically like snapping it and not pulling it. Keep going in the chosen directions. If he is sniffing something, you snap sideways as you say, no sniff. Every time when he looks at you and walks parallel with you, 
Good boy. Good girl. And keep going. After you need to increase the distractions. As you go, maybe toss the um, tennis ball ahead of you. He wants to go to the tennis ball. You turn around and snap it. And after have your husband, boyfriend, or whoever staying in front of you and provoking the issue. Not come, come and say, hey, baby. He walks a little bit ahead of you. Turn around. Boom. So you want to make sure you test the situation. Ten times under different distractions before you deal with the real situation, and and it's going to be the same things. Uh, you know, if your dog is a, I don't think that lap is aggressive to another person. He just wants to say hi. He wants to yeah. jump and lick all over. That's called stationary control. I highly suggest you now, after that explanation, um, to do two things. Uh, you can get my DVD, Obedience for Life, which is yeah, going to be cheapest way for you. Yeah, I ordered it. I haven't gotten it yet. Okay, that's number one. Good. Number two, I would like you to visit the website dogpro.org. Dog Pro Professional. Org. This is the link to International Association of Canine Professionals, where me and Cesar Milan, Dog Whisper, belong to. And this is the only trainers he and I recommend and endorse. So if you will visit that website, you can locate the trainers in your area. They are good. Yeah, my trainer is actually on that. Remember, Christine, correct, redirect, praise. The method which has been used so far, you, it's just redirect and praise. It's like they were teaching your dog, uh, like a, it's like a, like a race car. Try to change direction without pushing on the brake. You have, to, you have to brake it first. I mean, whatever it takes. And if it takes pet convincer, get pet convincer. If it takes electronic color, get electronic color. But get this thing, stop it. Once you stop it, from that time, good boy. Good girl, and be done with that. I really appreciate all these helpful hints. And I can't oh, wait Christian. to get your DVD. Thank you so much for listening to Animal Radio and appreciate your good work. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Vinny Penn coming at you with another party animal installment. That's right. Despite all your emailing, I have not been canceled. Okay, that's a joke. Nobody's been emailing about getting me canceled or kicked off the air. I had an interesting drunken fight the other night, uh, believe it or not. A a girl I went to grammar school with. I've known since sixth grade. Now our kids are in the same class together. And we were talking about uh, what fans we were of Benji. When, uh, we were, when we were young, back in the seventies, the Benji movies, you all must remember that. And her husband, who up until this point seemed like a pretty good guy, all of a sudden turned it into a Rolling Stones versus the Beatles thing and started just, it, it was lassie this and lassie that. And it was like, bro, I, I actually said, bro, whoa, whoa, we're talking about Benji here. No reason to bring up that corny collie. Next thing you know, it was Benji versus Lassie. How Lassie always knew how to communicate and get Timmy over. Why was Timmy always in trouble? Why was he always falling down wells and letting tree branches land on top? Maybe Timmy needed, you know. Timmy was just, uh, 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 he was a little too needy. Benji got invited. He stopped bank robberies. I mean, Benji kind of ran on his own. He was a lone dog. 
Yes, it was a pathetic night, actually. It really was kind of embarrassing that we could get into a Benji versus Lassie argument. Maybe you'd like to chime in. Drop me a line, Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. I, I say I won that argument. I'm going to double check with Maria, see if her husband's still pissed. He looked like he was going to punch me at one point. Vinny Pad, party animal, animal radio. Oh, times, times are tough. And I know that my animals, my animals are actually getting the best of food and the best of everything while I suffer. We don't scrimp on them during we the hard scrimp. times. I've racked up over $16,000 worth of credit card bills. Oosh. If you're upside down on your credit cards, if you have over $12,000 worth of credit card debt, if you're in the same situation, you should give them a call too and ask them about their program, how they can help you and at least get a little information. You've probably heard the dozen or so commercials that run during this show that talk about debt settlement. These people will uh, take a commission to settle your debts. Some of them are a little bit shady, but I know some of them. I have friends that are actually using these services, and that's why I recommend them to you. They also happen to be a sponsor of Animal Radio this hour. It's Debt Settlement USA. Write this number down. It's one 888 Five five one seven seven eight eight. When you're ready to call it and say, "Hey, how can you help me with my credit card debt so that I can get out without bankruptcy?" They'll be there for you. Nowadays, it's just few few companies probably left uh, who you can trust, and it's good to know. These guys, they are a sponsor of Animal Radio, so right. we we respect them. And I know people that are working with them. The number again, one eight 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 five five one seven seven eight eight. Just a couple of minutes, we're going to go to the phones with Dr. Debbie and animal communicator Joy Turner. You want to talk to any one of them? Call us now. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to stay or new to your pet. Hey, this is Wendy, and Lucky Diamond is on my lap. Wendy Diamond from Greatest American Dog saying, I'm on Animal Radio. Don't forget, spay and neuter your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. There's a, a kid. I'm, I'm looking out my studio window, and I'm viewing a young guy watering a pig. Do you have to water them? Is it hot? You know, I don't know. He's actually, it's funny. He plays with the pig every day. They got a pig across the street now, across from the studios. Don't go play with the pet don't pig. Don't go play with the pet You'll pig. Actually, that's a big misconception. You're absolutely right. And it, go ahead. Well, I just want to say that, uh, you know, there's some countries in Egypt, they're, they're slaughtering thousands upon thousands of pigs because of this. And it's really a, a human virus at this point right now. Yeah, H1N1. Yes, you got to call it H1N1. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, the kid across the street playing and watering his pig there. <laughs> Judy, uh, we're only two minutes behind here. Why are you all stressed out? We're two minutes. Three minutes and we still have to do a news. Three minutes and we still have to do a news. Well... I can do it really fast! This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Environmentalists were shocked when the Obama administration refused to rescind a Bush administration rule against expanding protection of polar bears. Interior Secretary Ken Salazar said the action that currently threatens the polar bear's survival takes place outside their Arctic home. The Bush-era policy was geared at blocking opponents of power plants from using the bear's survival as a reason to stop carbon dioxide-producing plants. Environmentalists claim that it is the carbon dioxide 
dioxide that is the chief pollutant responsible for global warming that's melting the Arctic environment of the polar bear. Speaking of heat, summer heat is approaching, and it's time to remind pet owners not to leave their animals in the car. Here's why. If you want to run to the store for a quick 15 minutes to shop and you leave your dog in a 78-degree car, in a matter of minutes, that car turns into an oven. Veterinarian Greg Takashima of the American Animal Hospital Association says, quote, your car transforms into an oven reaching 160 degrees when parked in the sun, end quote. Too much physical activity in the heat can be harmful, too. And what happens if your dog does get overheated? Watch for signs of excessive panting or vomiting. That's your cue to get the dog out of the sun and immediately begin to cool the pads of their feet. And with using cool water, then head to the nearest vet. And the widow of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry has left close to $4 million to her pets. Majel Barrett Roddenberry, who died last December, didn't specify which or how many pets in her will, but she did leave close to a million to her housekeeper to stay in the family mansion and take care of the animals. Not a bad gig. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think without bankruptcy, and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential, and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. It's Animal Radio. Dogs rule and cats are king, and the status symbol of choice is a parakeet. Boy, a lot of parakeet calls the last few days, Doctor. Yeah, and birds are more popular than you really think, you know. They're great little pets. one 8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, or Vinny, if you have an aspiring riding career, or animal computer <laughs> Joy Turner, Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk, the luckiest gal in the world. I'm thinking pretty big staff here at Animal Radio. She picked the straw that sends her on the road through Route 66 reporting for the uh, wow the, the Get Your Licks Off Route 66 tour. Big adoption tour kicks off in just a few weeks there in uh, Santa Monica. She's a lucky devil. Of course, in my younger days, I would have done that. Yes, And she's going to be busy, too. That's the truth. Yes, she will be. And she'll be reporting the whole way. Uh, all the details up at AnimalRadio.com. This hour of Animal Radio brought to you by Lucky Dog Cuisine. And I tell you that because I want you to 
Learn it, live it, love it. It is the food. It's the official food of Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. And I so, want to know, have you tried it yourself, Hal? You know what? I'll tell you. The pasta, there's four flavors, and it the pasta is good. awful tempting. I was thinking <laughs> if you take a little bit of that and roll it up in like a pie crust, uh, make kind of an empanada type of thing, mm, good stuff. But it's, it's We real- had to try our own food, the dog food, in vet school. You That's did. why I say that. Yes, they made us. They said, if you're going to feed this to your animals and you're going to recommend it, you have to feel comfortable eating it yourself. So they made us eat it. <laughs> oh, wow. And we're not talking like uh, like Lucky Dog Cuisine. We're talking like, uh, what, science kibble. diet? Kibble? Uh, kibble? Drive? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about it's that. It's tough to be a vet, i got to say. <laughs> well, this day and age, if they're testing out Lucky Dog Cuisine there at the vet schools, they're, the vets are very lucky. If you want to learn more, head on over to LuckyDogCuisine.com. Their food, which is uh, it's, it has no preservatives, they ship it to you from their kitchens right to your freezer in dry ice, and it's made of these uh, fresh ingredients that include pasta and cheese and meat, and it's all it's a nutritionist who put this all together yes, so it's they get balanced. their full balanced diet. Mm-hmm. Learn more at LuckyDogCuisine.com or their phone number. I wanted to give this to you because someone last week said I don't have a website connection. Is eight four three two two seven. Five nine zero zero, and we'll post all this information up at animalradio.com. It is definitely the best food you can get your animals, and, and, and for about the price of a premium dog food, it's not really very, very expensive. They ship it to you; it's all covered in that uh, cost there. Yeah, and you know, there's there's nothing on the label that you can't pronounce. Can you tell we love it? Let's go to the phones. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We have Christina on the phones. Hi, Christina. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, I just got a new kitten. He's a month and a half old. Okay. But the problem is he's always biting me when I'm trying to hold him. So mm-hmm. I was wondering what can I do to stop that without hurting him? Put him down. <laughs> yeah, you got to get rid of him. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, if he's biting you, put him down. No, um, so I'm assuming that this is more than you're comfortable with, so he's biting you more frequently than you. Well, I'm trying to teach him to let me hold him once in a while. But I okay. Just- well, let me know. He does his bite, and when I'm asleep, he attacks me. And just... okay. Well, kitties have like two two uh, speeds, fast and off. <laughs> so sometimes, if they're in that fast mode, and you want to cuddle, it's not the best time. So you do want to pick that time when kitty's a little bit quieter, or maybe after right after we've eaten, when that belly's full and they're content, and keep those times very short. Um, the handling times, we want to make it a good experience. So you may hold your kitten for just maybe a minute or two. And if it's good, before that squirm factor happens, and before the nibbling happens, that's when you say, good kitty. And then you stop that, and you put the kitten down. So we want to make it really small, short times that you're handling the kitten in that way. Because some kitties just don't dig being cuddled and held close. It's just not their style. So I don't know if that's the, the case with your kitten. You've still got a very young little baby there. So um, I would work with this in, in very small periods of time and getting him accustomed to being handled in that way. And it doesn't hurt if you have a favorite toy or something edible and reward him when you are actually um, doing the handling behavior and you're holding him. Um, but definitely, you know, kittens that are just kind of wired, um, if you want to pick them up at that time, it's just going to uh, kind of be a bad experience for everyone. Um, so uh, do you have other cats as well? No. Is this your first cat? No, I had a cat. I had to put it down a couple months ago. It was 15 and it had cancer. 
Mm. Oh, goodness. Long life. Well, that is a very full life. And, and say for this little one, you know, the other thing is we, when we have kittens and they're growing, you know, there's so much going on in their world. If we can actually give them a lot of more physical activity, then it's going to help when you want to have that quiet time. And just the same thing with a puppy. We want to get them exhausted, tired. So when you play with your kitten, we don't want to use the hands as the um, object of the desire, if you will. So you want to look for kitten toys that have um, something that kind of puts the human hand outside of the uh, the uh, the situation. So you want toys like the cat dancer, the little string toys where they have like a little feather at the end, things where your hands are not part of the game. Um, and that will also help to not reinforce that biting human hands is ever right. So if you have a rough house with a kitten and you have your hands and let them nibble on you, you're actually reinforcing that every time you do that. So I'd uh, make sure you're not doing that and then uh, just keep it, you know, small bouts of exposure and you know, I think you'll do fine, Christina. It sounds like uh, you've had a wonderful experience with your last cat. So uh, give this little guy a good good shake there. <laughs> okay, one more little question. And, okay. How do, I get him, how do I get him to stop chewing? keep the kitty active and that downtime and the chewing is going to be less of a problem. Um, and then, you know, some cats definitely enjoy things like cat grass. Um, when you get the little guy a little older, that gives them a chewing outlet. Um, so there's there's some other things there as far as uh, to keep them away from the inanimate objects because we definitely don't want cats eating things like carpet, fibers. Um, that's definitely a very big danger for them. That can get caught in their digestive tract. So you've got some good, good concerns there, Christy, to keep up the good efforts with that little one. And uh, we'll hopefully get her so we're not having nipping and biting. That's just not not fun for anybody. This is Dr. Debbie. If you have a kitty call, I would love to hear about it at 1-866-405-8405. It's a kitty call. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay in neuter. Animal Radio is brought to you by Finding Your Own Home, the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step plan for first-time home buyers. Visit www.findingyourownhome.com for more information. Are you tired of paying rent? The new book, Finding Your Own Home, is the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step guide for first-time home buyers with pets. Even if you're starting from scratch, Finding Your Own Home is the action plan for you. Finding Your Own Home includes 20 things you can do in the next 30 days to get started. Personal stories, 50 color photos, number crunching, online documents, and checklists. Get this book with lots of free stuff and bargains on MyPetFreebies.com. That's MyPetFreebies.com. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. 
To order your classic cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. I'm Hal. I'm Judy. You probably remember us from the uh, Bowflex or Solo Flex commercials. <laughs> yeah, we're a good looking couple on there. Yeah, we still look like you that. Guys kill me. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're actually uh, getting into shape right now, Judy. Agility training. I didn't think this would happen. I didn't either. It's kind of like a little extra bonus. I've dropped a couple pounds running along the course with Ladybug, even though she didn't need to lose weight. No, she's actually gotten more buff there. I got to say, yeah, she's, she's looking slick, looking she good. Is. So how's she doing in an agility training? She's doing really good. She's still work, working on the weave pole. Now, she didn't pick that up as fast as she did the tire jump and the hurdle, but uh, she's doing very well. Okay, this is her second now, week, third the, week, is it? The weave Fourth pole, that slal- she's got to do that slalom in and out of the poles, right? Yes. Yeah, she only does it when I'm not looking, okay. and she picks up her Frisbee and runs it, but when I try to do, make her do it, she's... Can you do that, Bobby? No. <laughs> Don't even. I can't do the tires either. You know, you're supposed to run through those tires, and you know, uh-huh. I can't do that. We have from Affordable Agility our mentor and guide thus far, Pamela Spock. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? Hi, Hal. Good. How are you? Having a lot of fun with it. I'm actually getting into this, and I didn't think I would. But this. Oh, is, really? I want to know that there's got to be some ways that we can test our animals at home to see if they would be predisposed to this kind of fun. You know what I mean? Before I go out and I spend a little money on the equipment, is there a way that I can find out if my dog would dig agility? I remember you saying with Ladybug that she was running under the cat, so I'm sure that's a good sign right there. I suppose if your dog is jumping over the cat, then that's another good sign. Uh, there, there are some things you can you can put together from things around the house. Um People use uh, cardboard boxes for tunnels. You can cut off the ends of a cardboard box and uh-huh. put them, tape them together with duct tape, and you got yourself a makeshift tunnel. That's one idea. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I remember when I started off, I was I was putting all kinds of things together from broomsticks on buckets. And <laughs> <laughs> one thing you definitely have to keep in mind is safety, though. That's a, a primary concern with uh, with making. Making, agility equipment um, from around the house. Definitely, you want your you want your jump bars to be able to displace or fall off if the dog hits it, so that if they knock it with their feet, they're not going to sting themselves or hurt mm-hmm. themselves. See, now I didn't know that. If I would have done something makeshift, I would have made it permanent, not realizing I needed something that could knock off if touched. If you if you start to get a little serious and you think you might want to start doing some competitions, you're. You're going to have to definitely invest in something that is more resembles what your dog's going to encounter in a competition. And another thing to keep in mind is if your equipment is too makeshift and it's not sturdy and and it has some safety issues, your dog could hurt itself and then it's going to develop a fear. And you know, you want to make agility fun and you want to build their confidence. Okay, affordableagility.com is the website. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Is there a phone number? If you're not, uh, let's say you don't have that internet thing and you want to call Affordable Agility, how do we get in touch with you, Pamela? 
Absolutely. There's an 800 number. It's 1-800-254-9441. Pamela Spock, President of Affordable Agility and a 10-year veteran of agility training and our mentor and guides through this process here. We'll speak to you next week. Thank you, Hal. Thank you, Judy. Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Dr. Debbie on the way to answer your vet medical questions. Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, as well as Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joey Turner, Susan Sims with Fido-Friendly Travel Talk, uh, Bobby, she's working on a story about goats, and Google. I have an uh, email this week that I'll be reading in just a few minutes. It acts, actually has a very awesome tip. I'll try not to use the word awesome. That was a bushism. <laughs> We've been getting tons of email. I must say that you know we welcome that. I've had a couple of email email uh, this week that uh, just really good good information. A lot of uh, good questions people have had. Well, this guy he worked for Disney and he used to spray this stuff inside the heads of the Disney characters to get rid of the smell and the odor. And now he uses it as a pet odor remover. And we'll tell you what it is in just a few minutes. Uh, special guest this week. Chef Klecko. This guy's cooked for Aerosmith, oh, yes. Presidents. He has a new book out, and he's talking about, uh, well, it's a it's Canine Biscuit Book. It's, it, what is the book here? Give me the book. It's the uh, Canine Nation Biscuit Book. Baking for your best friend. And uh, if you're one of those people that like to cook, but you, you know like four different, ingre- four different uh, recipes, <laughs> that's it. This book is full of 30 somewhere. 30, yeah. 30 recipes for your dog. And we'll be giving them away, the book, in just a few minutes here on Animal Radio. Susan Sims from Fido Friendly Travel Talk. Hi, Susan. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Very good. Well, of course, you'll be heading on the road here soon. Must be packing the bags and all the Animal Radio t-shirts for uh, Route 66. Yeah, yeah, we are gearing up for the first annual Get Your Licks on a Route 66 bus tour. And that starts in Santa Monica. What is the date exactly on that? June 6th in Santa Monica. And we are still getting that site uh, to be determined. But it might be down there by, you know, the Ferris wheel and down by the beach. And and we'll have uh, the city. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful, too. Of course, we'll have all the details up at AnimalRadio.com. If you're thinking about adopting a pet and you can hang tight for a couple of weeks, this is a good time to come on out. Join us as we kick off this tour and adopt a pet at the same time. Isn't it? Isn't it? You're going to stop all along Route 66 to Chicago, aren't you? We are going from beginning to end of the historic Route 66. And our first stop after L.A. is Flagstaff. And that's around June 10th. Our 44-foot bus will roll into Flagstaff. And we'll set up our tent and and, uh, visit with our local shelter partners. They're going to bring out all their dogs and kitties. And and, uh, hope to have a big turnout of people that are looking for their forever pet. How many cities are we stopping in? 12 cities, and uh, landing in Chicago around July 1st. So uh, that should be Chicago Heights, I believe, is where our proposed shelter partner is going to be. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's going to raise awareness for for uh, the plight of the homeless pets and get people out there and, and find a furry companion. The last time we broadcast from Chicago Heights was a Petco, if you remember, yes, Judy. Yes, I do. 2003. I love the city. We're back on tour again with Fido Friendly. Of course, it's the North Shore Animal League's Get Your Licks Off Route 66. Is that what it's called, Get Your Licks Off Route 66 tour? Oh, yeah, on off. You on know, off. It's a, yeah, it's, it's either either or, but yeah, we're all we're gonna get out there. 
Now, here's what I want to know. Of all the animal radio correspondents, let's see, we had Dr. Debbie, we had Vlade, we had Vinny, we had Joy, we had Bobby, uh, Dr. Jim and Britt, we had Judy, of course, me. I'm just wondering, how come you're on the road? Is it because you're like the travel lady? How did you get this gig? <laughs> well, I'm very special. All my friends say so. But, uh, yeah, it's the travel. Travel is my life. And traveling, you know, the Fido-Friendly Travel motto is leave no dog behind. So we tend to do that as often as possible. Okay. Keep up to date with the tour at AnimalRadio.com. Susan, we'll talk to you soon. All right. You guys have a great day. Bye. Across the street, we were talking about this a couple of minutes ago. A kid got a pig. He's apparently teaching the pig agility. It's, it's, this pig is pushing a... Uh, a uh, basketball around with That's its nose. Cute. Now, is this a pot-bellied pig? I don't, you know, I don't know like... the difference. I don't know pot-bellied okay. pigs from regular pigs. But I'm okay. gonna after the show, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find out more about this pig. That's your know. assignment. Okay. Are you Twittering right now? I know you're a big Twitterer now, Bobby. Is anyone following you? Any animal radio I, listeners following? Honey, I, I, I've got a couple of animal radio listeners that have joined on and I've now got 50 followers. I've only been on Twitter for two weeks. So I'm wow. doing okay. But yeah. I had to change my name. And what do you mean you had to change your name? Well, because it was Twitter at Blonde on Duty. And I had a, I am now, if you guys want to reach me, it's Twitter at Bobby Hill. No okay, space just... between Bobby Hill. Okay, that's B-O-B-B-I-E Hill. It's you know, really Blonde easy. is hard to spell, by the way. Sometimes it's B-L-O-N-D. Uh, apparently it is. And apparently, it's popular among uh, amateur softcore porn ah, actresses. So, and I, so, so what? <laughs> so what happened? Twitter doesn't have quite the number of safety guards that they should. Uh huh. And I put in my name with the capital B, the capital O, the capital D on Blonde on Duty. Uh-huh. Well, there is a person with all lowercase those who is. The softcore porn actress. <laughs> and apparently a lot of my messages were going to her and vice versa. This is why we got a call this week. Someone said, does your news director do uh, spare time work as a film actor? No, that's, that's the, the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> so for all my Twitter buddies, yes. I'm at Bobby Hill. And it's much safer. And okay. less scary. So Twitter along, guys. And we'll uh, we'll actually put that up at AnimalRadio.com. What kind of things do you Twitter about, Bobby? Actually, we do some very good deeds out there. Uh, there are always groups that are looking to raise money, adoption groups, animal groups. Also, people who are plugging their favorite charities that are helping kids get fresh water all over the world. There's a lot of good things about Twitter. Twitter. And then there's just the basic wastes of time that... That I admittedly contribute to, but <laughs> so do people like Kevin Spacey and Yoko Ono and Alyssa Milano and Dr. Drew and so on and so on. Well, so I'm, I'm actually stuff. I'm designating you the official animal radio social networker right now because, frankly, I don't like the Twitter thing. I don't like the Facebook. I don't like the LinkedIn thing. I don't like the Plaxo thing. Uh, you know, pick up the phone with me. That's the way. I'm old school, right? But we need to get in the age of the young kids now. So, Bobby, you need to Twitter yes, to them. Kids. Get the, get that there audience you go. now. Right? You Twitter right, to them. All right, guys. Yes. Join me. Twitter. <laughs> Bobby Hill. And we'll tell you all the secrets about how. Uh Oh, there you go. (laughs) 1-866-405-8405. This is 
Animal Radio Network. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. If you look in your wallet, all the pictures you see there of pets, you're in the right place. Animal Radio, <laughs> we're celebrating our connection with our pets. We do it every weekend. Uh, studio full of pets right now. We have Ladybug, the studio stunt uh, wonder dog. We have Tiggers. She's up there in the corner She's on the cat there. condo. A boog over there. And, uh-huh. uh, and Dr. And Debbie Hal. over there. Yes. <laughs> Bobby is I'm curled up by my cat condo here. <laughs> doing very well and being very quiet over there. Uh, we're going to go to the phones with Dr. Debbie in just a second. Bobby, what are you working on? Are you Twittering? You better not be Twittering. On what? company time. Uh, we're going to take a look at the EPA, and they're coming out with a new caution just in time for summer on those over-the-counter flea and tick medications. We'll keep you updated. That's coming up in the news. If you want to follow Bobby's Twitter, head on over to AnimalRadio.com, and I'll uh, get all the, the addresses. I see, I see Susan's also Twittering. Yes, she is. And she'll be on tour soon, reporting live every week for uh, the old Get Your Licks Off Route 66 tour. Uh, starting in Santa Monica. How fun is that? She picked the short straw or the long <laughs> straw? We never get to go yeah. on those kinds of things. Do we have uh, Lynn on the phone? Hi, Lynn. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? Very good. Where are you? I am in beautiful South Lake Tahoe, California. Oh, I love it. Are you listening on KOWL or are you listening on XM? It is a KOWL. Okay, good to hear from South Lake Tahoe. That was one of our first stations, by the way. Is that right? That is, yeah, yeah. Well, you're on with Dr. Debbie. I hope we can help you. Well, you know what? I I mainly wanted to ask a question if it warranted a trip to the vet for my, um, I have a 14-year-old border Aussie mix. He's in great mm-hmm. health. Um, he's just been drinking an excessive amount of water recently, like in the last two weeks. Okay. And has there been anything that's changed in the home environment? I mean, the temperature where you're at, is he spending more time out in the heat, anything like that? Um, no, not really. Um, we pretty much take him on regular walks. Um, he, he will just drink a bowl of water till he's, he's finished. He just, as we fill the bowl, he'll, he'll drink it. Other than that, he's, I changed his diet about a year ago. He was not doing very well about a year ago. And I changed him, um, I, uh, he's been eating Benefil lately and he's been doing great. You know, no, mm-hmm. no health problems at all. But okay. I just wondered, you know, he gets really stressed out going to the vet, and I just didn't know if it was something that I really needed to do. All of my patients, I shouldn't say all, but a good many of them, they do get stressed out. So I can definitely understand, you know, trying to minimize, do you really need to go to the vet? Um, in this case, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say uh, for a couple of reasons. One is that you've said that in, in this short period of time, it's a very big change for his drinking habits, and any time we notice a considerable change in our pet's behavior, whether it's eating, drinking, or even just activity and interaction with the family. If that change is dramatic in a period of time, then I take that as a sign that there could be something going on. Also, in his age group, drinking excessive amounts of water, definitely some things like diabetes come to mind, okay, uh, kidney problems. I did, I did research, and that was one of the, the main things. Yeah. So at his age, if it were diabetes, would is that something that they can treat at his age? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not age-dependent if he was diabetic. Um, that What really makes a difference in um, treating diabetes is that w- at what point we catch it. And um, that means a lot for the individual pet and how rough it is and, and kind of getting them past that. Um, and it also means a lot financially. <laughs> you know, are we in a really sick spot where we call it, have what we call a sick diabetic or a healthy diabetic? So when we diagnose diabetes in dogs, it kind of depends on the individual pet where they're at. But if he was a what I call a healthy diabetic, and you know if he's feeling good in other ways, I would not be afraid of you know the reality of what that meant for his life or for you. Um, you know, fourteen year old, if he's feeling good in other ways, I would definitely say that there's hope. But the first step is definitely getting him to the vet, getting some lab work pulled, some blood. I wondered if it, it, would it be pulling blood then from him. Okay. Yes, definitely. I would say my uh, request uh, would be I'd want some blood and I'd want a urine sample. And uh, that would be something that I think very simply, without getting into a lot of other tests, you're going to get some good information that's going to help you make that decision on what your next step is. So, yeah, I would not hesitate at all. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Well, have a great day, Lynn, and thank you for the call. We're here to field your calls. Dogs, cats, birds. Kitty pigs, fish, you name it. one 405 Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And we'll go to the phones with Dr. Debbie in just one second here. I see that Bobby Hill is working on a news story about Google. Big Brother Google. Uh oh. Yeah, they know everything you do. By the way, they're watching. They're watching you. Apparently, they're uh, they're testing. They're trying their hands in the animal world. All the details on the way in just a few minutes. Uh, also, Chef Klecko. Master just, Baker Klecko. Am I just supposed to call him Klecko? Yes. Baker Klecko. 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 Doesn't he have a first name? He does, but he can just go by Klecko, you know, just like Madonna or Prince. It's just Klecko. Well, he is a, a celebrity chef cook, and he has a brand new Canine Nation biscuit book out. And he's cooked for the likes of Aerosmith and Cheap Trick and the President and uh, a bunch of great people. We'll have giveaways of that book, and he'll be on the air in just a few minutes. Let's hit the phones right now with, uh, are we going to line three or four? I believe we're going to line four, and that has Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? We're doing real good. Where are you? I am in Nebraska. In Nebraska. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what to and say to that. <laughs> I know. Uh, our frame of reference with Nebraska is probably not the most. So, <laughs> You have a question for the old doc here, huh? I do, doc. Yes. I. Uh, we just lost a uh, our, our family cocker spaniel of about 10 years to cancer. Oh. And she was, uh, she was riddled with problems, health problems over a long period of time. And uh, she had seizures and lots of ear infections and, and uh, skin problems. And so we are looking for um, just the perfect breed for a family with young children. We've got four kids, eight, eight and under. Um, the youngest is uh, almost a year old. And, uh, you know, we, we're looking for a small dog, um, something short hair that doesn't require a lot of grooming, and just some, some, some breed that's just really known to be a hardy, healthy dog that doesn't, you know, doesn't, isn't known for a lot of health issues. And I was wondering if you could recommend some breeds to me. Oh, golly. No pressure here. No pressure. No. Um, the, the tough answer is there is not one breed. And um, the, the reality is um, purebreds, um, you're going to have a little bit more likeliness of some of those different health problems. Um, and that's I've heard kind of, that. 
Yeah, it's kind of the unfortunate thing when we have purebreds is that um, there's a tendency for not only those traits that are instinctual to the breed to be passed along, but also some of the bad characteristics. So I would say just about every breed that's out there, I could name off a couple health problems for that particular dog. Um, So there's really no one, I mean, coming from a Cocker Spaniel, there's oodles, obviously, that you've listed that your your former dog had. And there's some of those are very typical for Cocker Spaniels. Um, As far as um, I would say, mutts are the way to go um, when you are looking for what they call hybrid vigor. And that's basically meaning that you've got a lot of these genes going around and you have less likeliness of some of these bad traits to meet up in a, in a mixed breed. So that's that is... I had, a, I had a friend tell me that and I thought they were crazy. <laughs> but that's true, huh? <laughs> They're crazy and the doc is crazy. <laughs> but no, that's, um, that's the, the God-honest truth. So I would say um, the mixed breeds are the way to go. Now, when you're picking a dog, there's definitely... You've mentioned a couple things. You want a good family dog. I think you said something about one that you don't have to do a lot lot of grooming with so i mean of course my favorite dog of all time is the labrador and that's of course what my two children are right now um but there are some good characteristics for that breed that have made them very popular as one of the top dogs you know every year um, in the u.s um, for smaller dogs uh, the big decision is you're looking at dogs that are going to have maybe short hair coats that shed like a beagle or um, some terriers or you might have something like a maltese or a bichon that you'll have to have clipped. So when you say you don't want a lot of grooming care, that's a big decision you kind of have to make. Um, and I would say that um, a lot depends on the household as well, what uh, activity levels you have, if you want a dog that's going to go camping or RVing with you, or if you want just a mellow dog that's going to kind of hang out and sit in the house like a basset hound. It just kind of exists and lives the good life. Uh, so I don't know if, if some of those things help you in making that decision. Yeah, we, we've been kind of looking at the Boston Terriers and also um, the Jack Russells. Um, what do you know about those that, uh, you know, as far as kid-friendly, I've heard Boston Terriers are good. Yes, and I, I could not dispute that. Boston Terriers are wonderful dogs, generally very mild around children. Pugs are another wonderful dog. Um, you know, they do make a lot of n- breathing noises, so not everybody <laughs> likes that. Um, right. As far as uh, a Jack Russell Terrier is a dog that needs a lot of run to, room to run and needs a lot of physical exercise. Um, they're a lot of fun. So with kids, that would be certainly something that um, I can envision that you'd have a lot of running and playing going on. Um, but they're not really good dogs that sit around inside the house um, unstimulated. So, they need that. Do you have a favorite small dog? Myself? Personal favorite? I would have to say a dachshund. Dog? Oh, okay. Yeah, generally they have their back problems. It's a little bit in the breed. But, you know, they're, they're wonderful dogs, generally pretty good personalities. Um, you know, there's all sorts of different colors and styles and all of that. Are there any additional problems with miniatures? Across that breed, you know, they have a long back, so they can have a, um, a little bit more of a stress factor, and that can pre- produce some problems with disc disease and dachshunds. And that's probably the one, you know, like I said, every breed there's something. And I'd say, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's something that this breed can have. But, um, I, you know, I think they're, they're fun little dogs, and um, I, I've been pushing for a friend for my uh, two doggy children, and I think my husband would probably uh, be appeased by a, a dachshund. So, uh, yeah, so I'd put a vote in okay. for that. But really, I mean... I would have to say the mutts are the way to go, and I know Hal will back me up on this, that, um, you know, the uh, mutts are definitely, we've we've proven that year and year over um, as far as with, uh, you know, adoptions, that uh, they are some of the best dogs out there. So okay, don't, uh, don't 
don't discount that there, Dave. And uh, well, good luck on the uh, the puppy or the doggy finding uh, adventures there. And I hope you find a, a good friend for your family, just like the last one. This is Dr. Debbie. Uh, we're waiting for your calls here at Animal Radio, one 405 it's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets. Welcome. If this is your first week, welcome aboard. Visit us at AnimalRadio.com during the week. Call our toll-free number anytime at one 405 8405 We have a whole dream team of experts. It's sort of a family. Very revealing, by the way, today, Judy. I wanted to tell you. Yeah. Oh, quit. My eyes are up here. one 405 Did I say the number already? <laughs> Bobby, what kind of news are you working on? Well, believe it or not, there's some people that are not happy with President Obama. They're the environmentalists. I'll tell you why. Coming up in the news. Oh, all on the way. I can't wait now. We get your email. Yes, we do. We get your email. How about you? Uh, you want to email us? You can do that. At your voice at animalradio.com. I'm glad you remembered that because I forgot our email address there for a second. <laughs> uh, we got this last week. Hi, Hal. I listen to Animal Radio on Saturday mornings on WEEU in Reading, Pennsylvania. The best thing I've found to eliminate animal odors is cheap vodka. Vodka? Vodka. Oh, don't, don't, don't let Vladdy hear this, that you're pouring vodka on the floor. Mix it with... I love it. It has to be cheap. Yeah. yeah. Well, she writes, mix it with wa- water in a spray bottle. So it's watered down. You can't drink it. you got to mix it up. It evaporates quickly, and it's inexpensive. Now, how does she know this? Well, she says, <laughs> I work wardrobe for stagehands. And we use vodka oh. to spray on costumes anywhere that odors are a problem. Shoes, armpits, inside the heads of Disney characters. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> That's why they smell all boozy. Yeah. So she tried it at home. One of my cats, Puff, had a bladder infection and peed on the new leather couch. I poured straight vodka on the foam cushion, soaked it, and the odor disappeared. It doesn't smell like odor eliminator, and I, I don't like that clean smell anyway. Give it a try. I'm sure the top shelf vodka would work just as well, but that would be alcohol <laughs> abuse. <laughs> Keep up the good I work. Can see someone using a bottle of Grey Goose <laughs> oh, yeah. to get out the spot that Fifi left on the rug. There you go, Cindy Neal, uh, listening in Reading, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for your email. Send it to your voice at animalradio.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. 
Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, this is Dick Van Patten on Animal Radio. And be sure to state your pet. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole family is here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinnie Penn. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. Fido-friendly travel talk with Susan Sims. Bobby working on a news story about Google right now. Yes, animal news. Dr. Jim Humphreys on the way, as well as Britt Savage. And I see special guest today is Klecko. Yes, is it? Klecko. He just wants to be known as Klecko. He's, yes. a, he's a pretty famous chef. He's cooked for uh, rock groups like Aerosmith, Cheap Trick, uh, Caesar Milan, the Munchkin from The Wizard of Oz. Wow. The Minnesota Wild. Is that a team up in Minnesota? I have no idea. That's where he is, Twin Cities, and he'll be our special guest in just a few minutes. Call him Klecko. Just like Prince, just one name. That's all he needs, right? Yep. 1-866-405-8405. I believe we have Sherry on line one. Hi, Sherry. Yeah, hi. How are you today? I'm doing good, and how are you? Very good. Where are you at? Uh, Kendall Park, New Jersey. Kendall Park, New Jersey. Okay, do you live there? Do I live there? Yeah, that's where I live, and it's right near Princeton, actually. Ooh, near that uh, Ivy League school, huh? You got it. Okay. Speaking of Ivy League, I have the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade. He's right here, and he's going to help you with your dog behavior question. Hi, Hi, Vlade. Thank you so much. Um, I took in, I have a lot of dogs in my home. Uh, they all get along, from Carn Terrier to a Chocolate Lab to a Key Sound. Um, I used to have other Key Sounds. I have a little Chihuahua, a Bichon. I took in a West Highland Terrier because I donate a lot at the shelters and many other animal organizations. And this Westie has issues. He has aggression issues, whether it be possession with toys. Our biggest, if you go to, like, pick him up in a certain way if it's the wrong mood for him by his front legs, he will go and he will bite. And he has bitten. And he has another issue with vomit. He protects his vomit. He bit the chihuahua in the head uh, trying to guard his vomit. And I don't know how to break that issue. Okay. <laughs> okay, because he's terrorist, because he's terrier. That's the problem, is, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, a West- terrier, all right. But my yeah, corn terrier doesn't behave that way, and my corn terrier nearly got killed today from him because he threw up in his cage, and he was mm-hmm. guarding his cage. We put him outside, and we lured him in with treats. My daughter mm-hmm. did it because she's an ABA therapist, and she deals mm-hmm. with autistic kids. So, But she thinks she knows how to do it, but I want to ask you, what do we do with okay. this aggression bit? What one needs, what you need to do that this dog needs to have a little bit attitude adjustment. So uh, what's happening? Yes, 
attitude adjustment. What what do you need to do? You need to uh, do a couple of things. Number one, please do not play in any Russian roulettes anymore as far as getting into the situation where he can hurt you or another pet. So you need to manage it right. While you do managing, you can uh, try to change him. So how to do management? Number one, I would like you to stop by your local hardware store, okay? And the first tool you need to get uh, two by four, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, a rope, clothesline, <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> get a the two clothesline. Two by four and hit him with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I think it's not going to work, I, I, you no. know, for the West. Get a rope or clothesline, you know, but it should be thin right. enough and cotton, like a uh, thickness no thicker than the shoelace. shoelace right. Okay? Uh, get the eight feet length uh, cut okay. it after do chew proof saturate it in uh, chew deterrent bitter apple uh, tabasco sauce uh, fui whatever product you you can get the, the secret is once you saturate it you have to touch his lips quickly and uh, before even he chew the rope you need to do upfront strike touch his lips so he would say I hate that. I hate that smell. So he would not attempt to. What do I put this on the rope? Wait, what do I put on the rope? I lost you. What do uh, you put tab- on the rope? I get an eight-foot rope, and then I put uh, what on it? Tabasco sauce, or simple, simply like bitter apple. Any chew deterrent from the pet store. When you go to the pet store, there is a lot of things like that. Okay. But, uh, no matter what you do, once you put it on the rope. You need to do chew proof. You need to touch his lips after that once you put the product on the rope. So, so he would experience that bad taste up front. Okay? So okay. from the time, from the time on, this rope, that rope is going to be always on him when you, of course, supervise. You cannot have that dog unsupervised around you, the rest of your babies. Because he's no, not No, I can't safe. because he's not trustworthy. Exactly. 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 That's what I want you to do. So I want to make sure you have a rope. You're not holding it. I don't want you to understand me wrong. This is very, very unique trick because a lot of trainers will tell you, oh, put the leash on. Leash, is, leash people is heavy. Leash has two positions. Leash is on, leash is off. When the leash is off, your dog will think, well, you know, cat is away, mouse can play. But the rope is giving the dog feeling of being on its own, and you can gradually cut it through the process without, without telling your Do dog, Do I put this course. rope around his neck, or no? No, you... No, you put this rope around the hook, which also you can get from the pet store, uh, from the hardware store, like a hook, like a leash has. Uh-huh. Tight, okay. Tight and a light one, enough to attach to his collar. Okay. Right. And make sure he is uh, carrying that 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 rope all the time when he is around those pets, and you are not holding this rope, but you're gonna grab it in the right time. That's that's the key is number two tool I would like you to have uh, the air air gun or air device air spray device by how name. How do I get wait, how do I get that bitter that bitter stuff on his mouth with what What do I do that with? Uh, no 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 no. You have to spray it on the rope on the rope and then, and then and then touches and then touch the rope to his mouth so that he sees immediately that there's something on it. 
Thank Got you. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And after that, I would like you have a pet convincer, which is a air spray device. So at any time he's bad, you push the button, convincing air uh, comes on the run and will stop him for whatever wrong he's doing. Those two things will be like an aspirin for your headache. So at any time he's bad, you momentarily can push the trigger. That's very harmless air comes on out of the product. It calls pet convincer. Just oh, Google air, it. Is it called an air gun? It's an air gun, an air horn no, or something. It calls pet convincer. Pet convincer. www.petconvincer.com. That's unique okay. product. So you push the button, uh, air uh, comes on the run, he will stop or whatever wrong he's doing. So this, and, and after that, you can grab the rope and redirect him. You, put, you can say him calm or you can do whatever you want, but uh, ID is correct, redirect, pray. So those two tools will be like aspirin for your headache. Now, to address the cause of this headache, his social position needs to be diminished. That can come just as the result of the solid obedience training, which you need to do with him two times per day. Your dog must have leash time. Put the leash and collar on him. I highly suggest you get for your little Westy alpha terrorist uh, yeah, he does color. have a very bad attitude he's a very yes. he's a loving dog but he has a very I know, bad attitude I know. That, a lot of that's times what, that's what we can keep complaining Sherry about the problem or we can take the actions so that's what we right. need to take the actions we need to get the color right prong collar or pinch collar by the company Herm Springer uh, with quick release. This is the only collar I solely approve. They're very humane. What is the name They're, of it? Can you say that uh, again? Prong collar with right. quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Yes. And uh, that's what you're going to do. What was that other website that you told me to go to? Uh, PetConvincer.com. PetConvincer, got it. Yes. Yes. And uh, and, uh, once you have a collar and leash, have some training as far as walking him around your house. That's the key. You need to walk your dog through the pack. On top of it, I would like you to follow the structures, which is not allow him jump on the furniture, not allow him sleep with you in your bed, not allow him approaching to you while you're eating, and make sure... Obedience training two times per day uh, in combination with everything which I said really would address the cause of this behavior problem, which is belonging to the top position in your uh, canine, in, in your packing, in your pack, in your family pack, and address the symptoms, which is by using the rope at pen, pet convincer. Right, so exactly okay. he'll know he's at the bottom of the totem pole, not the top of the totem pole. Uh, he, will, he will never be on the bottom, but at least if you move him uh, three, four dogs down the road, uh, down uh, in the down direction he would be much better remember people all aggressions in the canine pack uh, reflect just one thing just belonging to the high position in the pack the more you, you are belonging to the high position in the pack the more privileges you have and the more you think you can get and that's why when you push the dog down through through hierarchy uh, by implementing obedience training and structures you're really diminishing any aggress- aggressive behavior in the pack Sherry, I hope that works for you there. I have a special DVD for you. And, of course, Vladi had a lot of links there. I'm going to put all those links, everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. So if you missed any of them, hold on a second. I need to get your address. Okay, Sherry? Thank you. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of our family. Of course, that includes Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on 
Learn more. All right, it's Vinny Penn coming at you again on Animal Radio with the Party Animal segment. I know a lot of you out there listening are, are, are pet lovers to like the 10th degree. And uh, I've heard this story a million times before where some somehow people wind up having the same hairdo as their pet. And I have seen funny photos on Jay Leno, not that I watch that show regularly or wherever. Um, but I've never seen it live and in person until the other day. I was picking my son up at daycare in a neighborhood uh, that I don't really go to. And I've, I've heard the legend of this woman. She was out walking her dog. And listen, the hairdo was, it was so identical, it, could, it has to have been done on purpose. She has to be taking a picture of her dog. They even had like the same ribbon or whatever in their hair. She has to be going to her salon and saying, could you make me look like this? To which the stylist must say, well, God already took care of the face. <laughs> Are you out there really doing this? Doing your hair like your dog's or doing your dog's hair like yours? This is terrifying. This is a movement that need be stopped. As a matter of fact, why don't you inundate the the animal radio, the general, or Hal Abrams uh, inbox, as a matter of fact, with photos? Maybe we could start posting the, the ones who have a contest of sorts. And the prize could be therapy. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Mark Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Just in time for summer, there are plans to intensify the scrutiny applied to over-the-counter flea and tick products in an effort to protect pets. The Environmental Protection Agency will more closely evaluate whether further restrictions on the use of spot-on pesticides need to be implemented. The move is in response to an increase recently in reports of adverse effects on pets after using the products. The new evaluation methods will cover both over-the-counter as well as veterinary-prescribed flea and tick products. And is that a red-whiskered bulbul in your pants? Or are you just happy to be in L.A.? Two Orange <laughs> County men were detained at LAX last month after arriving on a flight from Hanoi. Customs agents found dozens of exotic songbirds in the men's pants. Oh, no. Suspect 46-year-old Sonny Dong had 14 birds fastened with cloth to his socks, and a subsequent search revealed dozens more contraband birds, according to the L.A. Times. An eight-count indictment charging conspiracy to smuggle birds into the U.S. was filed against Dong and cohort Duck Lay. The birds, valued on the black market at $400 each, went into quarantine. And my favorite part, the way they got busted at customs, was they had all kinds of bird poop on their socks. And yeah. <laughs> 
Once again, guano in the news. And in a green move, mega search engine company Google has hired a bunch of goats to cut the grass at their Northern California headquarters. California Grazen provided 200 weed-eating goats, and I mean the growing kind, not the smoking kind, to the company's Mountain View headquarters. The cost of renting the herd is relatively the same as mowing, plus the goats fertilize, too. And it's not the first time the critters have been used for brush mitigation. Goats have been used in L.A. and Laguna Beach and by the Getty Museum for the past four years. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think without bankruptcy, and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential, and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Celebrating our connection with our pets. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie on the way to answer questions. Vladdy the world famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims. Bobby working on news. Britt Savage and Dr. Jim Humphreys. They all get paychecks. (laughs) That's a pretty big entourage. It's It's a big family we got here. We do it for the love of the animals. No, we like to celebrate. And we hope you'll celebrate with us toll free. Are we going to be giving these away? Yes, we oh, have 10 Giveaways copies. on the way. This is kind of cool because, you know, I love to cook for my animals. You don't do that, Bobby, do you? I have cats. Yeah, kind of tough. tough. You don't cook yeah. for cats. <laughs> I don't even cook for myself, so. It's tough to cook for cats. It It, uh, it is, truly, because cooking for cats involves literally opening a can of tuna. <laughs> Fortunately for me, Ladybug will eat almost anything I put in front of her face. She'll throw it up later, but she'll eat it. <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing. And uh, I'm always looking for good cookbooks. And I'm right now looking at the Canine Nation Biscuit Book, Baking for Your Best Friend. And it is done by the famous chef, Klecko. Klecko? Does he have a first name or is this like Prince? Is it Because I've been told... We're just going to call him Klecko. Klecko? Mm-hmm. Someone told me his first name is Danny. Is he on the phone? Uh, Klecko? Hi, how's it going? Good. Uh, am I? Do I call you Klecko or Danny? You can call me either, but you know me and Prince are from the same cities, so we oh. roll that way. Okay, oh, that's from the okay. Twin Cities. There you go. So hey. it's Klecko. Well, now of course, for those that don't know you, 
you've cooked for uh, Aerosmith, and you, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I've been um, baking for thirty years now, so I've you know baked for American presidents, and world leaders, rock stars, but uh, even more so, I, I've been feeding the Twin Cities for three decades. And now it's uh, now it's for the dogs. I love this. Well, yeah, you know, it's 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 always really been for the dogs as well. But uh, <laughs> the Historical Society of Minnesota just uh, realized that it was a you know a smart thing to get into, so they put the book out. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's been uh, been doing very well. Well, tell us about some of the recipes because there's a lot. You know, you see some of these books, and there's two or three recipes. Right. With it, this is, I mean, there's how many are in here? There's got to uh, be. There's, there's 36 recipes in the book, and and to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm lazy by nature, and I was waiting for someone else to write this book. But every time I looked around, it was like Liberace or Florence Henderson, and you know they were more concerned about you know fire hydrant shaped cookie cutters or or plate appearance that appealed to the human. And uh-huh. I've I've been paid for for years to you know create food lines for humans and so I adopted some of those same strategies and I uh, done extensive tests not only in America but I've been on government scopes where in the book it talks about my adventures in Europe and uh, Asia places like that where I've taken some of these observations uh, that I've done mostly just out of you know passion for dogs and kind of parlayed it into uh, insight to uh, inspire people to not necessarily even buy my biscuits but to strengthen the relationship between them and their animal by baking for them. Is this your dog on the front cover? Yeah, that's the, that's Romeo, and on the back flap you'll see I have four dogs, two Jack Russells, a Chihuahua, and a Sheltie. Wow. Now, are these recipes something I want to share with my dog? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think so. I mean, a lot of people will look at them and they think that, you know, I'm being decadent because... There's recipes in there that have uh, caviar, squid ink, uh, miso paste, things like this. Yeah, but, I saw that. But to, but to be honest with you, these aren't, uh, once again, designed towards vanity. These are um, observations of extensive testing of what dogs like best. Yeah. And so there are obviously, you know, um, other recipes that have peanut butter all the way to ramen noodles. So, I mean... <laughs> We we range the oh, okay, culinary gamut. Yeah, it does, doesn't it, Bobby? Yeah, I'm getting hungry listening. I don't like to cook for myself or for my family. I'm just not a cook. How did you get started in food? What made you get interested? Well, I, I got to tell you, I was um, in an experimental class at Carl Sandburg Junior High where we were the first set of boys that were forced to take home ec ah. for half the year, and we all had to act. I mean, this is I mean Rockford Files, you know, I mean this whole era. So we were all trying to be guys and act. Uh-huh. as if we didn't like it, but I knew I had seventh period where I got to make apple crisp and hang out with girls all day, so I was all into that. <laughs> I never turned back. No, wait. I have to interrupt and ask, Sandberg High in Chicago or no. in the Twin Cities? No, Twin Cities. Carl Sandberg Junior High. Okay, Junior High. Okay, because yep. I went to Carl Sandberg down on the south side of Chicago. That's oh, Sandberg okay. High gets around. have known each yeah. other. Well, because, and I also lived in the Twin Cities, which are fabulous to grow up in. Yeah, Absolutely. But, you know, one of the things, though, too, I just you know want to reiterate the point. You know, a lot of this is it's fun to obviously make biscuits, but, you know, all too often when people do it, they kind of do it on a lark. They'll do it once a month or, or whatever. But what I'm really pushing in this book, in addition to having compelling recipes and stories, is 
people to learn to make a commitment because it doesn't matter if you're doing the simplest biscuit recipe. I'm just teaching you how to outsource, how to get ingredients. But the, the key here is I like to, it's the equivalent to if you went over to your grandmother's for Thanksgiving and she served you Kentucky Fried Chicken, if she just handed that to you, it wouldn't be quite as special as if she had worked with your grandfather in the kitchen all day long on this meal. That's you know, it's the preparation and the time of preparing it together that really strengthens the bond. And it's the same thing when I pull out that metal bowl and spoon and my four dogs, I mean, they're at my feet. So it's a lot of fun to go through the process of the baking in addition to the outcome of having a superior biscuit. What a fun career, first of all, that yes. you have. And I'm going to definitely try some of these recipes as soon as we get off the air tonight. I'm yes. not sure I have all the ingredients because there are some eclectic ingredients here, but that's the beauty of it is that it's a different meal that I can actually have a little nibble of. It may not taste like well, uh, a- yeah. Absolutely, and that's one of the things that the book does, too, is it tries to encourage you how to outsource. You know, in the world of the Internet, you can get almost any ingredient shipped to you, sometimes cheaper than if you go down to your own uh, grocery store or co-op or whatever. So that's another option as well. Okay, the book, I actually have 10 copies to give away. It's called Canine Nation Biscuit Book, Baking for Your Best Friend by Chef Klecko, who's joining us today. Now, I see that you've cooked for Aerosmith and Cheap Trick. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you just a couple of questions about their their diet, if you All don't right. mind. <laughs> it's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Thinking of flying to Florida with Fido? Lisa Weisberg from the ASPCA says the safest place for your pet is under your seat in the main cabin. Be sure your pet is properly identified with your contact information. A checkup with the vet is always a good idea. Some short-nosed breeds like pugs and bulldogs have trouble getting enough air in flight. Contact your travel agent to find out what animal health documents might be required where you're going. You'll also want to get your pet familiar with the carrying case by letting them spend some relaxing, non-flying time in there. For more information, you and Fido can log on to www.aspca.org slash travel tips. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the Industry Watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. 
Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Before the break, we're talking about the Canine Nation Biscuit Book with author Chef Klecko, who's joining us, who's cooked for Aerosmith and Cheap Trick. What kind of diets did they have? I mean, that must, that must be tough to cook for a rock star. Well, it depends on which rock star. Now, you, you bring up Aerosmith, and I got uh, an opportunity. I had to send blueberry pies out to them, and it, got, it depends when you get them in their career. This was after the... Uh, notably got off of drugs and were cleaned up and working out and doing things like that. But Steven Tyler, the singer, is a former baker himself. So really? yeah, but that. they That's were right, yeah. They were very, very I'll just be nice and say very specific on how exactly that blueberry pie had to be made. <laughs> so, but, you know, from one baker to another, take it, Steve, hope you like it. But, uh, you know, cheap trick, you know, you can tell a lot about a band, how they order. I mean, you could almost guess. It was caramel rolls and cinnamon rolls. Huey Lewis in the news, they're always uh, onion Kaiser buns. Um, when <laughs> this George, is cool! When, when George Carlin was uh, alive, he would come to uh, the casino pretty close to here, and I would always have to make for him one wild rice pan bread, but he was like one of the first people to... Um, notably have this uh, gluten intolerance, so I had to make gluten-free whole wheat uh, or, or gluten wheat, sorry, wild rice bread, you know, just one loaf. And, I mean, it cost me the same to make one as it does a thousand, so, wow. but it was always fun to, you know, take on the task. when you know, We always like doing, you know, the celebs. It's kind of a neat thing. What about uh, Clinton and Bush? Are their diets real different? Well, it's interesting, you know, when uh, they... <laughs> Um, when, when I, well, when I did, I, I, I actually, I did, uh, Reagan and Gorbachev was my first president when they had the summit here in the Twin Cities, and I had to do this uh, bread of peace or whatever, so I kind of like to say that I ended the Cold War with a sourdough loaf I made for them, but then, <laughs> nice. after, after the, you know, they probably had a dozen people that came through the bakery, and with Bush Sr., it was six, but uh, when we did Clinton... Nobody came. I mean, he was just so laid back, you know. And, I, and this is—I'm uh, probably the only Republican in the state of Minnesota. But I got to say, uh, President Clinton was by far the most amenable of all the presidents. He did such a nice job, and his people were fabulous. You know, it's okay to come wow. over to our side now if you yeah. want. It's, it's a public. <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to say first of all, the book is called Canine Nation Biscuit Book. It must be easier to cook for dogs than it is for uh, presidential figures and, and all of those. I see you've also cooked for our good friend Caesar, the Dog Whisperer, Milan. Yeah, you know, he came to the Twin Cities. I emceed an event that he was here, and and that was an honor. And it was kind of nice, you know. Oftentimes, when you do a celebrity, you you have to do something that's indigenous of your homeland or theirs. So we put together a, a biscuit for him. But I'll tell you. You meet people over the years, and uh, he is about as straight of a guy 
that you see on the television shows. I mean, he's just the nicest guy. I couldn't say enough for him. I mean, he gets my votes. He's just a good man. Canine Nation Biscuit Book. Klecko Chef. Klecko is the chef baking for your best friend. Ten copies to give away at one 405 right now. And then, of course, you head to your store. If they're sold out, ask them to order it. It is on a, a kind of an unusual label. It's the Minnesota, Minnesota Historical Society Press. But uh, I'm sure that your bookstore can order it if they don't have it. Or you can head on over to Amazon.com and order it. Barnes & Noble's or Border. Chef Klecko, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. More Animal Radio on the way. It's Animal Radio, a, uh, a stupendous show once again. Really good shoe. Interesting about Dr. Tebby is she's uh, so into her business that mm-hmm. every time she comes into work, she'll mm-hmm. actually ask me to flip my lips, do the gum thing, she'll check my gums, <laughs> and then she'll ask for a urine test or a blood test. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to snap my glove. <laughs> uh, you're in trouble now. But I'm one healthy guy, I'll tell you that right now. And if, uh, if I was a dog or a cat, I would definitely want Dr. Debbie to be my vet. And of course, she is the animal radio vet. She's not just somebody who comes here and answers a few calls every weekend. She actually does take care of our animals, so we trust her dearly, and we trust her with your animals. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, now he's a different story. <laughs> we, we got our questions about him. And i got to say, well, what's with his... It seems sometimes his accent is, like, absent, and he's an American. What's that about, Vladi? Are you, are you just uh, getting that California accent? Yes, I'm getting a little bit California accent, and I think um, probably now it's a kind of mixture between a Michigan accent and California accent. And uh, sometimes people from Midwest, I see, understand me much better than from another part of the United States. Mm. But they get to know that. I mean, they get to know my accent, and I think everything will be fine. Good. I'm glad. Hey, listen, I got some email and we read it just a few minutes ago. It says that vodka, vodka is the best <laughs> thing to get rid of stains and odors. This guy who worked for Disney and he would actually, his job was to clean the Disney characters, their heads out after they, they were used. And he would use vodka also on armpits and in shoes. And he says it works for pets. Did you, have you ever wow. heard that? Yes, yes. And in Russia, everything we are treating with vodka, but it depends. <laughs> it, yeah, you can put it on the skin, you can put it, put it in the mouth. Uh, it depends on the disease, but it depends what type of the vodka. Yeah, they uh, say they, you should use the lower, uh, lower the shelf, stuff, the cheaper yeah. vodka for this. Don't yeah, waste the good stuff. Exactly. But a lot of people in this country believe that uh, the best Russian vodka named Stolichnaya. I just would like to reveal some truth for the people. You Stolichnaya. got me one of those. Is that good? Uh, you got me a bottle yeah, of that. I would never get anything good for you. You know that. That's <laughs> <laughs> so so Stolichnaya back in Russia, just alcoholics are drinking Stolichnaya. It's not really as popular as the rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, nothing pointing, nothing uh, just, just, you know, just, okay. uh, because you know, because here people convince Stolichna is the best. That's why I give it to you, Stolichna. If you put together a disaster kit for you and your pet, you want your pet's medicine in it, you want their medical records, and then for you, there's really only three things you really need, and that would be WD-40, duct tape, and a bottle of vodka. vodka. That's all you really need, and uh, that should be your disaster kit. And, of course, you should be thinking about that now. Hurricane season, a lot of funky weather going on, and you want to make sure that if you have to evacuate your house. I see in Santa Barbara, fires. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 33,000 people have to evacuate with their animals. Be ready if that 
if that happens to you to evacuate. Oh, I'm always ready. You're telling us just before we took a break there that you got a $100 tip this week for creating another miracle. And I'd like to know exactly. what it's all about. Oh, I mean, uh, let me tell you what was it about. So the lady gave me $100 upfront tips, which never happened in my life before. Wow. And, of course, I was asking her, I mean, for, for what? And she told me for confidentiality. Confidentiality. I, oh, who what? Exactly. You I mean, took a deep, who was it? Yes, I took a deep breath, and she told me, uh, well, Vladi, you know, I have a husband, and I also have a boyfriend. And the problem occurred every time when my husband is out of town, and the boyfriend is coming to visiting me, he cannot kiss and hug me, because every time when he does, my little chihuahua, by the way, it was Chihuahua, Judy, I'm sorry, <laughs> try to attack and bite him, that, that his, his, uh, her, excuse me, her uh, boyfriend by the legs. So she, she told me that she visited psychic already. And the psychic told her that her husband's soul is in that chihuahua and she paid $400 for the psyche and the psyche told her it will take three, four more visits and she will uh, do exorcism <laughs> to, to rid of the, her husband's soul from the chihuahua. Uh, Vladi look at that and just said, I mean, I, you know, I know I'm on the radio so I cannot swear, but I said something, uh, you know. I don't think I've ever heard you swear. Oh, I have to tell you, sometimes in my professional life and experience, reality is, is uh, much stranger than fiction. <laughs> you see a lot of strange things. I do, I do. Uh, another story was a police officer um, told me, so he cannot sleep, you know, with his wife um, in the bed, especially if he drinks something like a... Pepsi or something before he goes to bed because, you know, if he drinks something, he needs to go to the bathroom. Once he go back from the bathroom to his wife's bed, he cannot even approach to the wife's bed because his father wants to kill him. Believe it or not, his wife in the same time start to complain, yeah, he's right. You know, even I afraid to turn in my bed because every time when I do and that Rottweiler gets up, he bites me in, in, in the head. Jeez. See how many little scratches I have on my, on my head? Oh, boy. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs> people, pet owners, please do not try to negotiate with your dogs. Dogs never ask the human or another dog if it's okay. It's if, is it okay with you if I'm going to go bite my uh, your neighbor's Kathy or if I'm going to go and bite that dog? They never do that. Because in their culture, rule number one, who win all fights? will win all rights. Sometimes people say, oh, my dog is getting a little bit out of control or aggressive because she, feel, she, she feels, you know, she has a need to protect me. She's protective. No, I tell the people in a lot of cases, your dog think you are in her possession. Mm. And you're like, yeah, Judy, you know, sometimes I feel it too. I, I, I feel sometimes your dog believe 
you and her possession too and you're like a bone needs to be protected because you are source of her resources uh-huh. if you want Vlade to be your trainer and you live in the Southern California area they can actually head to your website at SoCalDogTraining.com to learn more and of course we link to everything you've heard on today's show uh, at AnimalRadio.com that's all we have time for today come here Debbie and Vlade come over here let's, uh, let's do a little uh, family hug come here Vinny yes yeah, come on come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> We are the family. (laughs) We are family. We are family. Where's my drink, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) This is Animal Animal Radio Network. Network.